It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, everyone, welcome. The big news came down yesterday. Eric Carlson is going to be out for some time after having surgery on his forearm uh, to repair a torn muscle. Just devastating news for everything that the Sharks have been going through up to this point of the year, which is hanging around in the playoff race. And this is going to put the onus on several other players. You look at Brent Burns. You look at Ryan Merkley, who's actually not playing tonight. You look at the entirety of the Sharks offense overall. There's a lot of guys that need to step up in Eric Carlson's absence. I know that Carlson has been a polarizing figure since the minute he was acquired by the San Jose Sharks but the fact of the matter is this year he was playing some really good hockey and he was one of the top defensemen in the league which is exactly what you want him to be and this loss now this hurts this is this is bad and it'll be really interesting to watch how the team responds going forward uh, we did get some reaction to this injury this is what Bob Bugner had to say earlier this morning that's a tough injury, obviously, for us and uh, um, a key part of our lineup that's going to be missing for quite a while. Um, it's a blow. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, the things that Eric does, um, you know, running the power play and, and uh, you know, possession game and our exits and breakouts and things like that, um, you know, we'll, we'll miss that, obviously. Uh, I, I believe he's probably at, what, 13th or 14th in the league in defense scoring. I think, uh, you know, he's a big part of our offense as well. So um, it's a hole. we got to fill it. It's an opportunity for other guys. Uh, to step up, but uh, as a team, we got to come together. I think uh, um, you know it's been slipping the last couple games, and I think it's time to uh, you know hopefully have some response tonight. And Andrew Cogliano weighed in on how the team can try and make up for Eric Carlson's absence. Obviously, injuries happen, and um, you know obviously it's a big loss for us. He was playing really good, and um, you know he was making things happen, and and uh, obviously one of our top defensemen. So you know it's tough. You know I think it, it, teams go through injuries, but um we're just going to need to play tighter on the back end if we can and and everyone's got to help out with the with the d zone and and breaking pucks out you know i think that's one thing we'll miss from eric you know is sometimes he's a he's a one-man breakout and he gets pucks out of out of uh out of our end quick because he makes great plays and he skates pucks out so um we'll be missing that but you know i think you got to keep pressing on it is it is what it is it's unfortunate for him and it's unfortunate for us now, I mentioned that Ryan Merkley is out for tonight's game, and there was the suggestion that Merkley was going to take over for Eric Carlson on that top power play line, and this is what Bob Bugner had to say. Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, I think that uh, um, I don't think Ryan Merkley was going to take anybody's spot on the power play when you talk about Carly and Bernsey. Um you know, Ryan's a young guy. He's he's uh, he's digging in on that second unit, trying to find his game. There's been some really good spots, bright spots to his game. Uh, other nights, like a, a lot of young guys, there's been some downs. And I think that uh, 
Uh, wasn't crazy about his game uh, against Tampa. Um, he's not the only one, but uh, you know, sometimes, like I've said before, it's it's not a bad thing to sit back and 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 watch a game. And you know, um, what he brings on the offensive side of the puck and his puck movement and everything is is pretty solid. But I think uh, you know, defensively, um, again, it's just more urgency and more details, and and that comes with experience, and that comes with uh, um, you know playing, that comes with being in NHL practices, and and you know and healthy scratch sometimes is a part of the process. The captain, Logan Couture, was asked about the fact that the team has been able to step up in Carlson's absence up to this point of the season. I think Eric's a big uh, factor in our team and missing him is is going to be tough. But um, I think for us, it's the same mentality we've had all year. It's next man up and um, guys are going to have to do it by committee. So haven't really thought of it that way that we've played you know, well or not well without him. He's a big part of our team. We're going to miss him. And in terms of a more accurate timeline, this is what head coach Bob Bugner had to offer this morning. Yeah, from what I know, to be honest, um, you know, I know that's uh, uh, without putting a hard timeline on, I think it could be as as long as 10 or 12 weeks, as short as eight, somewhere in that area. I think that, uh, you know, we're hoping that uh, with the break coming up here in February, it was the right time to do it. Um, and hopefully we see him back at the end of March. That's uh, or middle to end of March. I would think that's uh that's the the aggressive plan and and um you know eric's beat timelines before in different other surgeries he's a he's a quick healer and uh um so we're hoping uh you, you know we get him back sometime in march all right so for a little reaction on everything going on with eric carlson and a look ahead at tonight's game we are now joined by Corey massasak of the athletic Corey, what's going on man how are you doing I'm doing well. It's uh, it's very cold here in Washington D.C. Uh, even <laughs> abnormally cold for for here, uh, given that I I lived here for about a decade once upon a time. But uh, yeah, no, everything's good. Yeah, man. Well, this is what happens when you move to California. You start be, you start getting used to uh, the non uh, frigid conditions. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you know, I, I think a, a a frigid feeling for San Jose Sharks fans everywhere happened yesterday when the news came down that Eric Carlson was going to be out. Um, you know, a relatively indefinite amount of time. I know Bob Bugner just spoke this morning and they were hoping, you know, in the 8 to 12 week timeline range. And he said that Eric's a fast healer and they were hoping, you know, sooner rather than later. But, you know, just your immediate reaction to the injury and, you know, what you think this means for the Sharks in the, in the you know, near timeline as they've got to deal with his absence. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just seems, it, it comes at a bad time too, right? Like I just... Just in general, even if they had an completely healthy team, this was going to be a huge, it's a huge road trip. I mean, they're playing four of the best teams in the league, and then it's a huge stretch of games leading up to the trade deadline and just this whole, like, you know, what are they going to do? Like, they're, they're, you know, this, what I think what's going to happen, the next 20 games were going to kind of determine what they were going to do at the trade deadline, uh, or at least play a big part of it. And now to not have, you know, I mean, not just, you know, they're you know the guy who's maybe been their best defenseman this year but one of the best defensemen in the league mm-hmm. um is certainly certainly going to complicate matters yeah i mean did did you look at eric carlson this year as having a quote-unquote bounce back year i mean i know that if we compare him to the you know the versions that single-handedly you know nearly carried his team to a stanley cup that's a tough bar to match but it looked to me like he came in really determined he was in really good shape you know when he wasn't out with COVID or dealing with you know the upper body injury that he was dealing with which i think Bugner said was uh, an oblique thing you know he looked to me like he was he was Eric Carlson that you know he was expected to be yeah I don't it it's been an interesting experience sort of getting to getting a feel for how you know people around the around the you know the fan base and people around the team sort of feel about these players and I mean he Carlson's been one of the more unique guys I, I think oh look obviously 
he's got the massive contract and with that comes massive expectations. I, I mean, I do think he's been one of the best defensemen in the league this year. He, you know, he doesn't play even, even in his, you know, in his prime when he was, you know, winning Norris trophy, he won multiple Norris trophies. He, he didn't play a style of game that, you know, some people feel is what a traditional defenseman should be. So there's always that sort of, well, he doesn't play like, you know, Scott Stevens or Ray Bork or who you name, name your old school uh, offensive defenseman who could do offense and defense. Regardless, he, you know, his, his best form of defense is, you know, intercepting passes in the neutral zone and, and getting it right back into the offensive zone. That's just as valuable, even more valuable than hitting somebody in the defensive zone. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I think he was, you know, if he, if he wasn't, he wasn't certain, he certainly wasn't going to be like a front runner for the Norris trophy. I mean, I think, you know, Kale McCarr is, and maybe Victor Hedman are kind of running away from the rest of the pack there. But, you know, if he had finished this season completely healthy, I I think he was probably going to finish, you know, somewhere in like the seven to 10 range in the voting. And, 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 you know, and again, look, if you're the most, if you're the highest paid defenseman, you're supposed to finish up there. So, um, yeah, I, I think that he was, you know, as not, certainly not like, 2017 level like oh my god maybe he's the best player in the entire league mm-hmm. like during that run that the senators had to the eastern conference finals where he you know was yeah i mean definitely the best defenseman one of the five best players in the league he's maybe not there but he's you know certainly better than he had been the past couple of years and i think the sharks were pretty happy with where he was you know we heard that ryan merkley is not going to be playing tonight for the sharks and bob bugner talked about him wanting to uh you know watch a game uh, you know, from the sidelines for this one and kind of take it all in. What was your reaction to that, especially in light of the fact that Merkley would somewhat replace that, um, you know, transporter, the puck type role that we see Carlson in? Yeah, I mean, I think look, there's no way there's no way the Sharks are going to stay in the playoff hunt over the next two months without Ryan Merkley. Like, I think he actually becomes one of the most important players on the team uh, just in terms of, look, you, you can't expect him to be anywhere near as good as Eric Carlson was, but you're right. He does be basically become the second best, you know, sort of transition player guy who's going to help them, you know, get out of their own zone, get through the neutral zone type of player. The stuff that they're, the stuff that uh, Eric Carlson did, they, they, they're going to need that from Ryan. And I, and I actually think that like, like <laughs> this is another thing, like, like fans hate it. I've, I've seen this with, you know, in all my different stops that I've been at fans hate it when a young top prospect gets healthy scratched, they hate it. And like, this is like, this is a, this is a move for like March and April and 2025. This is not a move about tonight. Like he's like not playing Ryan Merkley tonight. Doesn't give them necessarily give them a better chance to win tonight, but it might give them a better chance to win, you know, 15 of the next 20 games or whatever, you know, at some point, um, you know, this is sort of a, obviously a development move. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I do think that like, I don't, I don't expect him to miss like, the next five or six games, I don't. I expect him to be back in the lineup very soon. And, and like I said, I think they're going to need him. What do you, What do you think of the the emphasis that this maybe puts not just on Brent Burns because there was the talking point of Brent Burns performing better without Eric Carlson in the lineup this year, taking more of that onus upon his shoulders. But what do you think it does to a Mark Edward Vlasic? What do you think that it does it do anything to his game, or should it do anything to his game? I mean, I know he's not the offensively minded guy, but I'm sure he feels a little bit more pressure to step up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think he's obviously going to play more. Um, and he he actually he spoke with the media. Uh, I guess it was two days ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did sort of. He I, I was you know, 
I, th- I found it very interesting that he he noted that his his um, his analytics have been good, but he's also not playing very much. So I think this is going to be his chance to play to play more, which he obviously was looking for. Um, you know, he obviously, you know, he's a whole other kind of a whole other situation, you know, compared to like Carlson and Burns, for for instance. But he, I do, I mean, I do think look, he, I think he was he was not playing very well, and it showed, you know, on the ice, it showed in the stats, um, and then. Bob sat him down for I think it was one game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I do think that he has been better since then. With I mean almost without question, I think it's you know what it, it's been a, a stretch of games here where it's probably been the best stretch of games he's had in, in a long time. So um, yeah, again like they're like, you're you're not you're not replacing an eleven and a half million dollar defenseman with any <laughs> one guy. So it's uh, you know they need they need ten percent more from Vlasic. They need you know ten percent more from from Redim Shimmick. They they're going to need something from Nicholas Maloche tonight. They're going to need more from Ryan Merkley moving forward. It's, it's kind of a, like we know that, 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 you know, the Brent Burns and Mario Ferrar are going to play, you know, close to half the game um, because that's what they've, they've done in the past when Eric didn't play. So um, it's really going to be, I think what they can get from the other four guys to sort of, you know, if they can just get a little bit more from the other four guys to, to help, uh, Burns and, and Ferraro, that's that's pretty much going to be how they sink or swim. And then there's the offensive side of this is where if we look back to, um, you know, Timo Meyer's five-goal game the other day, you know, Eric Carlson had three assists in that game. He's not just a defenseman. He is a, an, a part of the Sharks' offense, and that's a Sharks' offense that has been extremely um, – you know, not up to snuff when it comes to the offense. I mean, this is this this hurts on on both ends of the ice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is they're they're you know there aren't very many other teams in the league that rely on two defensemen to generate offense as much as this team does with Carlson and Burns when everybody is healthy. I mean, those guys are you know they're they're going to be in the top you know five six seven on the team in scoring every year and and it's not and it's not just the points. It's just literally getting into the offensive zone it's creating the chances they, they it's it's a it's a big deal i mean they're they, they needed like i said if, if everybody was healthy right now they would still need more over the next 40 games from basically everybody that's not timo meyer and and, and tom tomas hurdle so um yeah it's gonna they're gonna need you know look I, I think the one thing that they're they're probably looking at or hoping for is you just kind of go down the lineup of all the forwards and there are so many guys on this team that, I mean, Noah Gregor is kind of the poster child, right? He's got one goal, one seventy-five shots. That's not, I mean, guys who would play in the AHL or ECHL can should score more than one time in seventy-five shots in the NHL. Um, so I, I mean, I think they're banking on sort of a, a regression upwards to the mean for guys like Noah Gregor, Nick Menino. I mean, Menino the other day said that this has been the most frustrating, weird year of his mm-hmm. career. He should he should have you know, four or five, maybe three or four more goals and maybe 10 more points. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think that, look, if you just, just those guys alone, like if they get two or three non top line forwards who suddenly, you know, it starts just, just starts going in for them. They just, it's like I said, over the course of a season, every player should, even the guys who aren't Meyer and Hurdle should shoot somewhere around, you know, seven to 10% uh, from, you know, on their shots. So guys who are shooting 2% or 4%, like, you know, maybe they maybe they score a handful more goals over the last 40 games, and and that helps sort of make up some of the difference. It certainly would time out rather well if that uh, you know regression to the mean of expectation would happen right now. And then just your thoughts on Washington tonight? They're they're a beast. Um, you know, actually, when the Sharks played them earlier this year, I did not think it was a terrible game for them by any way, shape, or form. I thought just Washington was 
electric. You know, Alex Ovechkin was doing his thing, and it's the same shot from the circle that he beats everybody on. I mean, you just it's funny. You know it's coming, and you're, you cannot stop it. Yeah, yeah, I know it's, and he's, you know, he's, I, you know, I personally think he's the, the best goal scorer of all time. I mean, and you can run all the different studies or compare stat comparisons to, with eras and, you know, the fact that the games were, you know, eight to five all the time in the eighties and whatever it does. I mean, Alex Ovechkin is the best goal scorer in NHL history. And I think by the end of his career, that's not really going to be up for debate, uh, um, uh, whether he catches uh, Wayne Gretzky or not. Uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, it's, it's been kind of a, um, it's been an interesting year here for them because they, they have a lot of points. They're comfortably going to make the playoffs, but, um, you know, but the East, the Eastern, the top of the Eastern conference is so good. Like, I mean, right now they're, the caps might only be the seventh or eighth best team in, in the East. And I mean, they look like a great team, but the fact that they're, if you want to say the quote unquote worst team that the, the, <laughs> The Sharks are going to play on this trip. Right. It's insane to me. Like they're, they're, I mean, it's like, Hey, you're playing this team that has, you know, this all time great player. And, you know, some guys who have had like, if getting his nets office had a big bounce back year, they're, they're playing really well in Peter Laviolette system. And Oh, by the way, after this game, you get to play the three best teams in the league <laughs> right in a row. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite a task for the Sharks. And just by the way, just, you know, getting your thoughts on Tampa the other night, like I hadn't seen them in person for a couple of years, whereas you had, cause you were, um, you know, able to be in a different situation. I mean, if they don't flame out in the first round a couple of years ago, they could be a three-peat team as it is right now looking at a fourth consecutive. Like, I, I have seen a lot of good hockey teams, and Tampa right now, watching them on TV and seeing them in person, they are alarmingly good. Yeah. No, they're um, – in terms of, like, just this season, like – if we just boil it down to this season, like I, I've, I've, I saw Florida earlier this year and that was like a, holy cow, like what, where did this come from? These guys are <laughs> amazing. But on the whole, right. I, I mean, I, nobody, nobody's going to pick against Tampa until, until somebody beats them. Like they, they have, you know, they have the most just, just raw talent. Like if you, if everybody, if every team, is healthy it has everyone available tampa has the best team and they've shown that they can win even when they don't have those guys because they have so much talent. um or whenever they're missing one or two guys and i think the other thing the thing that they probably the thing that like old school people really love about them is that they remind people of the 80s islanders mm-hmm. i've heard that a lot where you want to play six five we're going to beat you six to five. Oh, you want to play one nothing and beat the crap out of each other we can do that too and <laughs> like that's the that's kind of you look at the way that they've played in the playoffs like that those series against the islanders the last two years have just been absolute beat grinders and they win and then they go and play somebody else who's like super skilled and says oh no we can play with him nope can't do that either so so yeah they're uh they're impressive they i think i think i actually asked bob bugner after the game like if they, they just do different things in the offensive zone they have the system that they run and this is actually kind of interesting like when i was covering the devils they tried to run the Lightning's offensive system uh, at the beginning of one season. They, they watched it all summer and said, well, let's try that. And like six or seven games into the year, they were like, nope, we can't do that. We don't, we don't have the players for that. And then, but then conversely, Bob said the other day that they watched the Lightning over the summer and now they're running a lot of the defensive zone concepts mm-hmm. that the Lightning do. And I just, I just think that that's, that's what they are. They're the, they're the model franchise, and people want to be them. Corey, I know you got stuff to do, man, so I will let you go. I've taken too much of your time already. It's great having you out here as part of the fray in the Bay Area, man, and look forward to talking to you soon, all right? Yeah, anytime. Thanks again for having me.
Again, that is Corey Massasak of The Athletic joining us here on the build-up and for the San Jose Sharks now. They enter the toughest stretch of the season up to this point. Four on the road against four of the best teams in the East and in the NHL right now, and they are down one of their top players in Eric Carlson. Of course, you would hope that now this allows younger guys to have their opportunity to step up. Like we talked about with Corey, you want more out of Noah Gregor. You want more out of Nick Benino. You would like to see a little bit more from Logan Couture. Brent Burns has been able to step up in absence uh, or in the absence of Eric Carlson before. So you would hope that all these guys take this as a personal challenge to step up and try and have their best game going forward against a team like the Caps and again the you know the very tough teams that the Sharks have ahead of them on this road trip and it's it's definitely not going to be easy but I do fall back on the idea that time and time again this year the San Jose Sharks have surprised us with their backs against the wall and the odds stacked against them. That wraps it up for the buildup. I will talk to you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off.